What's going on, everyone? This is host Jake coming to you live from Seattle. Jay Page is out today, unfortunately, but that won't stop us talking about the Zags. We're going to first cover that brutal UW loss, followed by our AP poll ranking, and then the um, I'll call warm up game between us and the Mississippi Valley State Delta University. There's a lot of letters in it. After that, we'll look ahead to the UConn game being played in Climate Pledge on Friday, followed by a little fun um, Spokane segment that Zambia will walk us through. Then we'll be talking baseball, NFL, and Zags in the NBA, and finish it up with a, our Daily Dozen. I'm joined by three other um, guests today, or I guess not guests, hosts, interns. Uh, first off, a very special guest, Zane. Zane, how are we doing? What's up, Jake? Super special guest host, Zane, coming to you live from God's Country, Spokane, Washington. Fellas, it was a little bit of a tough week in Zagland, but we're putting it behind us. We're Well, first, we're going to chop it up a little bit, do a little therapy session, I think. Uh, and then we're going to look ahead. Big opportunity ahead this week. Can't wait to see it. Uh, I'm excited. Let's get to it, boys. I'm Thank you, Zane. I'm joined also by two of our interns. Uh, intern Dan is out. Apparently, he's shopping for a car. Um, if he gets a good deal, maybe we'll give that dealership a shout out. Uh, but I'm joined by Cooper and Zambi. Boys, how are you doing? What's going on, lads? Intern Coop here. Um, good news. I just crushed some delicious Chick-fil-A. Always hits. Uh, the bad news... I just crushed from Chick-fil-A because this lunch is over. <laughs> so um, as Zane mentioned, real tough L over the weekend, but that's why we're here to break it down, talk about it, get over it and move on to the next one. So let's get it going. Uh, for those of you at home, Cooper, you told us you had chicken soup, chicken tortilla soup from Chick-fil-A. Is that correct? I did. What, what was, what was the entire Chick-fil-A order tonight? it was a spicy deluxe that's just a staple in my chick-fil-a rotation and then i decided the audible from the waffle fries and get the chicken tortilla soup because it is the winter season and soup just hits different during arctic temperatures i never knew you were a soup guy (laughs) huge soup guy i don't think i've ever seen you eat a bowl of soup what's your favorite (laughs) soup cooper oof um I do love a good chicken tortilla. Uh broccoli cheddar. No. Oh, I like that. A little French onion. What what's Can't go wrong with a little baked potato? I'll throw one out there for those uh uh more culturally inept. Um pozole. Anyone have pozole? Oh. Uh I have clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> what is pozole? Uh, it is a Mexican soup. Uh, he yelled at me for not knowing it. The broth is more like chili based, I'd say, and there's like hominy in it. You can make. Is that the chicken. one that has like meatballs or like? That's albondigas. <laughs> I've had I've had albondigas. Yeah. Yes, that is nice as well. That's a that's I think albondigas is better than chicken noodle soup when you're sick. Uh, hot take: I think ch- chicken noodle soup is kind of overrated. I like I chicken rice myself. Chicken <laughs> rice soup. Yeah, let's let's go to Zambi <laughs> to introduce himself. This was all right, Zambi. Zambi, list. All right, give us your favorite soup and then introduce yourself. Well, I said clam chowder, but 
I will say this episode is dedicated to John Stanton. Now he does not fucking give any money to the Mariners and we're a poverty franchise and sell the team, sell the team. Boy, this is like chicken soup for the soul coming out for Zambi. <laughs> That's probably his favorite soup. Um, Oof. Clam chowder okay. in Spokane doesn't sound all that appetizing. You don't eat it in Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get back on track here. We're six minutes in and we've talked not, about <laughs> not soup guys. <laughs> um, all right, I'll pass it off to Zane to to cover the UW segment as our uh, lo- resident right. pessimist. Here's a little here's a little soup for the soul. Let's talk about the Gonzaga Bulldogs loss this past weekend to the uh, Washington Huskies. Final score 78-73. Uh if recollection serves correct, um we actually led for most of this game. Uh, um but the Huskies kind of stuck around. Um it was an ugly basketball game. There was a heavy whistle throughout this game. Uh, but ultimately, Washington, UW sort of tied the game with about seven minutes left, right-ish, maybe less than that, um, and they never lost the lead again. The Zags did not – I think they scored one basket from the field, one field goal in like the last seven minutes of this game. Um, boys, let's chop it up. Jake, we'll start with you. What was What was your biggest takeaway from, from this game? Um, our big, my biggest takeaway was just how our offense is not going to be a top three offense this year. Um, I think our guard play is just not polished enough. And it felt like we were fighting so hard to get, to get not even buckets, but getting a look, looks for buckets. Like it's one thing when you're running your offense, great. And shots aren't falling. That just happens. Like that happened last year you know, where we go cold for a bit. That happens to every team. But there is, like you said, there were the last eight minutes, like we could not even run our offense. We couldn't get it to Watson or EK or or any of our bigs. And, and it just felt so frustrating. Like, I'm very, like, if we had our defense from last year, like Huskies might have won by like 20. You know what I mean? Like our defense played well. Our offense just looks just disjointed. Yeah, interns. Any any big takeaways? Any initial thoughts following this loss? Um, I think we just kind of looked like discombobulated on offense for the past like ten minutes in the second half. Um, uh, what did Dan say? It was like one field goal in the last like ten minutes. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of frustrating. Um, I feel like you have, have to figure a way to find like if it's not working, fix it. But uh obviously we didn't fix it. And yeah, I, I've been a grumpy boy. I hate you dub. <laughs> hate the Niners. I'm just in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah, rough root week for old Zamblin. At least yeah. the Bears won, you know. Cooper? How about you? What's your takeaway from this game? Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway is um, just not having a – I don't think we have a go-to guy just yet 
in you know crunch time situations i think we're still guys are still filling it out as far as all right who do we lean on to you know kind of take a game over i mean obviously last year's drew timmy um and this year it's like all right you know you think it might be nem hard you think it could be hickman i think it could be ek watson but i don't think anyone has really stepped up and said hey i'm that guy give me the rock i'm gonna get us buckets and i'm gonna put this you know this game out i don't think we have that yet so um i think that's just something to keep in mind moving forward is you know i think teams that separate themselves from you know good to great usually have that guy that takes over so if we want to be that we want to be a a great team in march someone needs to step up yeah I'll, i'll give i'll give sort of my brief takeaway watching this game at the time uh it felt weird because at no point in this game even when we weren't scoring did i feel like uw was the better basketball team in fact i think uw is pretty terrible uh their turnover issue that they have is disgusting because i what they had 19 turnovers and probably 17 of them were unforced <laughs> Um, yep. so UW is not a very good basketball team. Um, but it felt like over the course of this game, it, it, we just could not pull away from them. Uh, and, and, and I think there are a lot of different factors that played into that. I think two of them, uh, you know, one, one being the whistle Gonzaga got fucking hosed by the refs this game. Uh, I, I don't think there's really a debate to be had about that. Um, Gonzaga had a total of 22 personal fouls called against them compared to UW's 13. So we almost doubled their personal fouls in this game. Um, and then, and then UW was just making stupid shots o- over the course of this game. They had, they had that weird layup that, that fell early where the guy just chucked it behind his head. They had a bank in three at one point. Uh, and they just had, they had Frank Hepning have the game of his life against us. Um, so I, I, my initial takeaway was that a lot here had to happen for UW to win this game. But in that same vein, you know, we couldn't even be a team that turned the ball over 19 times against us. Uh, so upon further reflection, I, I get more frustrated thinking about this game. Um, couple couple numbers that I want to throw out you fellas real quick. Uh, in this game, you know, one of the concerns that was expressed a couple weeks ago is our three-point shooting. We were five for 18 from the field here. Uh, Anton Watson, one for four. Dusty Stromer, zero for three. Uh, ben Gregg, one for two. And Braden Huff, 0 for two. Just not a ton of production from beyond the line right now. Yeah, I think the Dusty Stromer one makes me most concerned just because felt like Watson was taking those threes like most it felt like at least half his threes were at the end of the game you probably weren't going to come back you have to shoot that three and you know like it just was trying to dig yourself out but Stromer just missing those this open corner looks and I know this is unfair to put all this pressure on him because he again is only 18 and a freshman and I think he'll improve but um we're gonna need him to improve pretty quickly and I think that's why uh uh Junebug has been seeing more and more minutes just because I think Mark View is going to go with whoever is the most consistent three-point shooter in that position 
Like Stromer, I think, is a smarter player than June right now. He plays like I think he rebounds better. He doesn't foul. He's in the right positions. But if he can't make knockdown threes, I don't think he can stay in the starting lineup if June's doing it. One thing, one thing with the June bug is, boy, his defense was exposed. In this yes, game. he's I, on I, skates. Was he was he charged with guarding Moses? Uh, what's his face? Moses Wood uh, or Moses Wood? Dude, yeah. Moses Wood ate this guy up. Uh, June June Pug looked, at least to me, really out of place in this game at some critical times uh, in, in late in the first half and then even mid-second half. I, it's Like Jake said, you almost feel like the June Bug has a better offensive game than Dusty right now, but fuck, at what cost? Because if, it... At what point do we do we just leave this guy in and just get eaten up alive? I mean, he he was out of position so much in this game. It felt like. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't even tell who he was guarding because the guy was always blowing by him. Um, but you know, hope I you know it's like well, Dusty's offense improve faster than June's defense, and we'll see. Um, I think also Braden Huff just being like what he only played five minutes. And I think most of it was foul trouble, but uh, I think three he's fouls just, in the first half. Yeah, he. I mean, I think that hurt us because he makes you keep your defense honest. And I know he missed both his threes, but you still have to send a guy out there. Um, kind of felt like we were just a little one dimensional, trying to just force it down into Watson and Ek, which is the move. But like, do a couple passes, you know? Uh, just kind of going back, like we just couldn't get into our sets. I, I do I have two I have two things so uh one being um this is a bad loss I'm not gonna you know take anything away from that but I do think this is a slight case of our guys you know looking forward to their other Seattle matchup being UConn which is you know this week um and I think UW having lost how many games to us the past 10 or so years was really Almost getting up to this one. Almost Too close to 20. Yeah. Since so I, think, I think they, they were really getting up for this game. Um, and we just didn't bring it. Uh, not that, that that's any excuse. And I do think that their head coach is definitely on the hot seat and this win may have saved his job. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, you know, to, to everyone's point, I think the three point shooting is, you know, a glaring red flag you know i it's hard to think that we'll be able to win many games if we're shooting less than 30 percent from deep moving forward in big games so and i think that's where the loss of steel venters really comes into play i mean we brought him in to be the kind of the the three-point specialist and not having that really fucking hurts so whether it's dusty junebug huff or someone else someone's got to step up and be that guy because right now we don't have that Fair. All right. Well, we have Jake's favorite segment, a little therapy here, the, the I feel segment. Uh, Jake, lead us off with how you feel. I feel frustrated that we don't have Drew Timmy who can <laughs> just take over a game and he would have carved up those bigs. Like he would, those guys were big and they kept getting blindside blocks, but Timmy would have feasted. 
And uh, I really, really miss that. Fair. Fair. Cooper, how do you feel? Uh, similar to Jake, I feel that we lack leadership on this team. I think you would expect someone like Anton, who's been with the program for fucking ever now, to really, you know, take on that mantle and be the guy. But, you know, he seems to kind of come and go as he pleases. So, yeah, I feel like someone needs to step the fuck up or who knows with this team. Zamblon? Oh, is Zambi on the phone? It appears like Zambi. He oh, he's hanging Zambi. on. Oh, he's up. Zambi's phoning a friend. Oh, oh. he's off camera oh. now. Oh. 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 <laughs> Sorry, is my uh, awesome girlfriend. What's that? <laughs> How we're doing the I feel segment, Zambi. How do you feel after the UW game? Uh, frustrated. I hate UW. And I think we could have played better. Is definitely a losable game. And I will leave it at that. All right. I'll finish this off here. Uh, I feel like perhaps as fans, we need to check ourselves and our expectations for this team just a little bit. Um, I feel like at the beginning of the year, we all we all sort of tempered our expectations heading into the season. I think we all sort of talked about how, you know, I think Dan brought up the most optimistic Gonzaga fan we know. Brought up that this is probably our, you know, worst roster from top to bottom that he can remember since we went to school, uh, started at Gonzaga in 2013. Um, or at least he said since the McClellan year, right? The HBO year when we were juniors. What was that, 2016? Yeah. Um, 2015, 2016. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this team sh has showed – has shown flashes of, of like a legit, you know, a legit elite eight final four team, uh, particularly first half against Purdue, the entire game against Syracuse, the entire game against USC. Uh, but they have also showed signs of a team that is very, very vulnerable. Second half Purdue, uh, closing minutes of the UCLA game uh, a UCLA team that is proving to be not very good, by the way. Uh, and, and then, and then in this UW game, I, I would, I would say aside from Nolan Hickman, we really lacked a lot of offense in this game from top to bottom. Um, and we've kind of already talked about that, but I, I also feel like boys, I think we may have set our expectations for Ryan Emhard a little bit too high. I, I love the kid. I love the speed at which he plays with. I love his hustle. Uh, you can't question the kid's heart. He plays almost fucking 40 minutes every single game for this team. But my God, the guy turns the ball over a lot. And he and he just, I, I don't know that he is the conductor of this offense that we need him to be. I get that his role frees up Nolan Hickman to do a little more scoring. Um and that he and that he does get the offense going, uh, particularly on the break. But it seems like when we're a set offense, it's just stagnant, and and it and it starts with the point guard. I don't see a lot of penetration. I, I don't see I don't see a lot of creativity on this offense. I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong in blaming Nemhard for that, 
but he's the point guard. I think the rhythm and flow of the offense goes through the point guard and through what nine games here. I'm just not, I'm just not sold that he's where we expected him to be with this team. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I'd say his turnovers, especially like those are killer. All Does like it, I feel like he just plays too fast sometimes. Yes, like you'll just try to. I think he's used to Creighton, where he's not used to having. I know Creighton had a good team last year, but I feel like he's not used to having the talent around him, like just knowing you can go to your bigs, and um, his three point shooting. Um, he's currently tied for if actually first. Anyone want to guess how many threes he's made this game this year? Oh, seven? Close. That was pretty close. <laughs> Six. He's currently tied with Anton Watson for fifth most threes by any player on the team. Ugh. Watson has done it from 16 three-point attempts. Nemhard has done it from 30. Watson made all of those three-pointers against UCLA, too. <laughs> yeah, Wat- Watson's actually 37% from the three this year. So not, I mean... That, that helps, but um, yeah, I would say Nemhard is the biggest question mark, and it's just because he has so much. Everything rests on him. He gets us into everything. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but are there any other concerns moving forward, boys? I mean, we talked about Nemhard. Um, I think we've mentioned Dusty's offense. I think we can all agree, you know, Dusty is doing a lot as a freshman for this team, playing a lot of minutes, doing a lot of great great things defensively and on the glass. But for a guy that's averaging, you know, over 38 minutes a game, at some point you got to turn the corner and start averaging, you know, probably around 10 points. Not what is the average right now, Jake? Uh, I don't have his points average, but I don't know why Ken Palm, it's like great for percentages and stuff, but not for actual yeah, we'll get our we'll get our finest statistic, statisticians on that. Well, first, what would everyone guess, Dusty? What would you say Dusty should be at, and what would you guess he's currently at? For um, oh, points, points, per, points game? per game, I'd guess he averages seven point eight. Where do you think he needs to be at? I th- I'd say around there. Um, just because if he can get eight points a game. I think he's good an efficient eight points but that means he, he makes the open three eight points in almost 40 minutes is not efficient well if you're only taking four shots yeah question question for the group wait um, cooper cooper first answer my question uh i mean i think i think jay kind of hit hit the nail on the head there i'm gonna go high sevens low eights yeah uh, dusty averages 6.4 points Ooh, per game damn yeah with and he's averaging 29 minutes i believe because Corey kispert started as a freshman right yeah well he maybe he didn't start but he definitely played i don't think he played this he, much no wait he started then got hurt then zach norvell came in and kind of took his starting spot right? i thought yeah i thought he started but uh, i could be wrong there i'd be curious if you did a side by side comparison with Corey Kispert's Corey Kispert's stats to Dusty stats and where right. Huff definitely, was... or not Huff Stromer definitely plays better defense 
when was Kisper a freshman? It was I think the year after we left. So 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2017, 2018. 2018. All right. I have I have the numbers here, boys. Corey Kisper as a freshman, 19.4 minutes. So about a half a basketball, 6.7 points per game. Ooh. I feel like Corey was like more efficient though. I feel like I feel like Dusty misses a lot. No, but remember Corey would just like well he just disappeared. And it that, wasn't just from scoring, it was like also like he didn't get rebounds and stuff. Yeah. Well Zane, we as a team miss a lot. That's true. That is a problem. I mean, I know, I mean, not to defend Dusty, but I don't think he was like notorious for being like a knockdown shooter when we recruited him. Well, I think he was. Was I, was, that was, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I, I kind of pulled that out of my ass. Um, no, 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 Cooper. I feel like a lot of Dusty's shots have been like wide open. Well, that's what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> he Dusty he's, averaged he's filling, almost 17. Points what I'm getting at is he's he was supposed to fill Steele's role. Steele was supposed to like just sit in the fucking corner and drill threes, and we don't have that. And that's supposed to be Dusty, and that's not what Dusty's known for. I think Dusty likes going downhill and getting to the cup. Yeah, I think Dusty is known to be a shooter. <laughs> no, I think virtual high five, Coop. Good job. I don't know. We don't have our what is it? Did he go then? Didn't he go to like Notre Dame or something? Yeah, I got his stats right here. I mean, the guy, a ton of points, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good shooter. I mean, I yeah, I feel like that's a question for Dan if he's like known for his shooting or more get downhill. And regardless, I you know, he was asked to step into a role that I don't know if he wanted to be in per se, but could be wrong. I don't know. He's got a good-looking shot. I'll tell you, whenever he shoots a three, I feel like it's going in. And it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like he's very far off. I I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what, but I don't feel like he's very far. I like how he doesn't hesitate. Yeah. Like, that's uh, – I they'll start they'll start falling. But if he was – if he's, like, second-guessing himself, which doesn't look like he is, then that's a bigger concern. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Unless we got anything else, let's 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 gauge our panic meter right now. Uh, uh, let's put zero being you know nothing changes. This team is still is still final four, elite eight bound. We could say whereas ten is being we're not making the tournament. Ooh, um, I'd say a five, like right in the middle, where you're confident you're going to make the tournament. You're pretty sure the Sweet 16 streak's gonna go on. <laughs> um just like we were up by eleven with 14 minutes left in that game and lost. Like uh that's that's just concerning for, for any team. Like I think like we're usually very good at closing out a large lead. Like we don't cough up a lot of leads. Most games we lose, we lose in the first like seven minutes when you really think about it. Um but yeah, I would say a five. Quick question, Jake. After this game, you texted the group, panic button, panic button, panic button. Can <laughs> you confirm after taking some time to think, has the panic button been pushed for you on this team? Uh, I I was about to. It, it was a two-key verification. 
one of the key turners got a little panicked and started trying to turn it, but that's why you have the system in place. So it's, yes. it's not full. It was not launched. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the the text message thread. I still think Dan and Serpy jinxed this team. We were up 11. UW made two threes, and I think I texted, "Uh oh, like UW, like hanging in there or something like that." And Dan, I think, texted back, "Not concerned. This team's trash. We got this." It in Dan's defense. He does that every time anyone first like raises concerns. He immediately responds saying, nah, guys, we're that's good. fair. So, that's fair. But then when I responded, ooh, knock on wood, he refused to. Yeah, he did. I, like I, I was with him. He did case. he did refuse to knock on wood. We watched yeah. this game at No Lie. We will no longer be doing that. But yeah, I think I think Dan Dan was in shock after this after this game. I'm I he just spat in the face of superstition on that. And um, we don't need that type of karma. So, yeah, Zane, I wasn't there. No, Zambi, Zambi was also there. Zambi was also there. Zambi, I think you can attest to this. In the first half, when I was like, "We're not pulling away from these guys," I got a bad feeling about this. Dan, I, I, you know, dismissed it. He's a very optimistic fan, but uh, but I think he's just a little too optimistic sometimes. He just has to honor superstition. That's all I ask. He can be optimistic. Just knock on some wood. That's all I ask. Zambi, where's your panic meter? I try to unmute, <laughs> unmute myself. Uh, we're at a mm, maybe a six, I'd say. Ooh. Uh, we have the components to be great, but we also have a lot of issues. Oh, I agree. And I will leave it at that. <laughs> Swooper. Uh, I'm going to go six and a half. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if we have a signature win fellas. <laughs> so that's like going back to like the concerns. That's one of mine. I don't think either USC or UCLA are good teams. USC, I think, just lost, like, Long Beach State. Yeah, but Bronny had a cool block, so yeah, kind and of a win. His first three-pointer also. Yeah, he's at um, least third-team All-American. Sorry. I mean, would you, guys, could you, would you guys make the argument that UW is the second-best team we've played? No. Honestly, Yale might be the best, second-best. I think I, I think back UCLA – UCLA, I got UCLA beating UW. I don't see UW. UW was nice. We're we are UW was bad in this game. Um, I don't know. I I mean, just going back to you know my panic meter. I'm at a six point five. I we're we're gonna learn a lot from the UConn game. (laughs) If if we get blown out by UConn, (laughs) that thing skyrockets up to like an eight. But I have a uh, so Cooper. <laughs> if we if we beat UConn, will you eat chicken tortilla soup for fifteen days straight? <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> the gauntlet's been thrown down, Cooper. No, because I'll be home for the holidays, and I'm gonna eat. You just demand fresh your cooking from Kyle, to make so. you chicken tortilla <laughs> so soup. I I will pass, but. Uh, okay, what about 10? What about 10? 
One week. One week. One week. Okay, seven. Seven days. When you get back from the holidays. Seven straight days of just like a cup of chicken tortilla soup. <laughs> from Chick-fil-A. Wait, is he allowed to eat other things or is it? Why well, don't I, I don't know. I mean, I'll do that. Should, yeah, we, all yeah, yeah. Just, should we all commit to eating something? No, no, Cooper, Cooper, don't make this oh, about no, don't us. Don't be don't be soft. Don't make this about us. <laughs> I'll I'll do it if everyone else does something. Well, how about when we get to the Yukon game, we can talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get okay. to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it. it out. I'll give you guys my panic meter. Ah, I shouldn't have set the scale that I did because I think it forces you to kind of go in the middle. I think that's the easy way out. I, I don't think we're missing the tournament this year. Uh, I feel like we could. We have the, like Zambi said, we have the components to, you know, make a big run, perhaps get to the final four elite eight. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a challenge to keep the Sweet 16 streak alive, boys. Uh, and so with that, I, I think I'm with Coop 6.5 kind of feels right. Um, but that said, like, I, I'm not necessarily panicking because this is kind of what I expected from this team. Uh, I don't think two losses. I feel like two losses at this point kind of to be expected given what we were going into in Maui. I think we thought we probably could have come away there with two losses. Um, I feel like we can really afford one more loss before before conference play begins, um, especially knowing that we have Kentucky in the middle of the season there. Um, so I think if, if we can get out of here with just three losses and still remain in the top 15, I think we're okay there. We'll still be a top four seed in the tournament. That's what's most important keep the sweet 16 streak alive and then fuck it. Whatever happens after that happens. Um, I, 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 I'm curious to see how uh, our wins are weighed at the end of the season, because one would think, you know, if we lose, even if we lose three more games over the course of the entire season, we'd probably still be a top 15 team, right? I, w- I would think so given other teams, likelihood of losing once their better conference game I, I think we need we need one top 10 win right but if we're already if we're already there we're not going to drop out because we don't have a top 10 win like we're uh, already we're already number 10 I doesn't, right now i i don't i mean doesn't that kind of come into play like our, our signature win right now is ucla but again cooper what i'm saying is ranking wise if we're 10 teams teams i think teams will definitely jump us like the big, yeah, we'll get jumped if we. I don't know. There's a lot of very like. There's no so. like, not a lot of elite teams this year. So yeah. it feels like Zane's right. There's just gonna be a kind of muddy scrum. We're gonna like, yeah. There's gonna be a scrum between like seven to eighteen. It feels yeah, like yeah, exactly. And if we can just stay right. a top four seed, that's that's kind of the goal for this team. I don't know. I'm gonna beg the differ on this one. I think we need to beat either if we can win two out of three. Be- between the likes of UConn, San Diego State, and Kentucky, I think we have a top four seed in the bag. But if we go one and three, I don't know. Or one well, and two, or oh and three. Oh and three, and we're we're in some big trouble. Yeah, we need to win at least one. Yeah, best case scenario, two out of three. Or well, yeah, this kind of segues to the our AP poll ranking. So. We only slid from seventh to tenth. Boys, does it feel like we now have like the triple B? We have the blue blood bubble. 
where like if you lose, there's like ah, not that bad. Where do you guys remember where like this is probably like our sophomore year, like we'd be ranked like twelfth and we would lose to a good team and we'll just drop to like twenty three. Like, does it feel like the AP is being more friendly to us now? I mean, I One, think to I think to yes. everyone's point, there's just too much parity right now, and too many teams are losing. Go ahead, Zane. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think it's a little bit of both, Jake. I think I think yeah, we have earned a lot of respect. I think too, you know, teams are losing, and they're losing a lot worse than we are. Yeah. You know, there are teams losing at home to like sub Kempom 100 ring teams yeah like at, at the end of the day yeah we're panicking about you know an ugly loss to purdue and then a kind of an ugly loss to uw we haven't lost to tarleton state at home yet and there are teams out there that have uh that are that are you know final four sweet uh, elite eight aspiring teams so you know we can we can moan and, and complain about this team all we want we don't have a like a really terrible loss and there are a lot of teams in the top 25 that do. Yeah, Duke should not be in the top 25. No. Any other any other notes of the top 25? I mean, tip of the cap to Arizona and Tommy Lloyd. They look like the best team in college basketball right now. Follows out of the oven. Yep. But it's, they'll probably yeah. lose in the first round. Yeah, so It's like that scene in Shrek 2 when the giant gingerbread is coming back and attacking the castle. That'll be Ballo coming for the Zags. Wow. All right. Well, boys, coming up Friday, two days from the time of this recording, we will be taking on the Yukon Huskies back-to-back. Well, I guess not back-to-back Huskies, but another Husky that we're taking on here. They're currently ranked number five in the AP poll. Oh, hold on. I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. We missed a game. Mississippi Valley State University. Maybe just one point per person on this one. Um, yeah, I I guess I'll say defense looked good, but offense looked bad. That that's just the statement. Like we should have scored at least 90 points in this game. And I don't know if it was lack of energy or just we don't have a good offense, but we looked like butt. I think the spread is something to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, stop putting Joe Few in the game so early, Mark. Like, <laughs> Joe Few had a dime in this game. He had a dime, but we still lost. <laughs> but I, I hate the crowd cheering for him. Like they're treating it like uh, Air Bud, but like a, a version <laughs> who doesn't play basketball. We are we are a bit of an anti-Joe Few podcast. Oh, huh? I, we're a very yes, we are. <laughs> We care about the spread, goddammit. Yeah. They were up 41 at one point. Then they put in Joe, who took some of the worst shots I think I've seen. That three-point attempt? You knew knew the spread was never going to hit when we rolled out a lineup for like 10 minutes consisting of Dusty, uh, Junebug, Ben Gregg, the Huffington Post, and Luca. It was was a young-ass lineup there. And they did not look good together, if we're being honest. No. <laughs> uh, I, for one, was pretty uh, disappointed in the team's response to the UW game. 
I expected the guys to come out firing on all cylinders and absolutely mollywop the worst team in college basketball. They did not do that. They came out kind of flat again. Uh, the three-pointers were another huge issue. Uh, the team was five for 24 from the three-point line. Um, I think I'm looking at the starting lineup here. Get this, boys. The starting lineup took 14 combined three-pointers. They made two of them. Dusty Stromer was one for six. Nolan Hickman was one for four. Ryan Nemhard was 0 for three. Junebug was two for six. Uh Luca, 0 for 1. I'm not going to count Joe Few. Um, Don't yes. forget Ben Gregg, 1 for 2. Come on. I, well, I wasn't going to. I mean, that's kind of – that's what you expect from, from him, though. Yeah, he's the highest three-point shooter on our yeah. team by percentage. Yeah, and so just – My just, God, uh, shooting, shooting 5 of 24, not it. Not it at all. Not it at all. Um, but luckily, we came against – we came up against a really, really shitty team that shot – 16 for 55 from the field. Uh, but anyone else have anything to add about the Mississippi Valley State uh, Delta Demons? Delta Devils, I think is what they're called. Awful mascot name, if you ask me. But all right, let's get back to UConn Friday. Climate Pledge, Seattle. Battle in Seattle. Number 10, taking on number five. Uh, boys, Jake. Break it down for me. How you feeling headed into this game? <laughs> um, a little nervous. UConn's a really good basketball team. They currently have the fourth ranked offense, according to Ken Palm, and the sixteenth ranked defense. So defensively, Gonzaga and UConn are are right there. But uh, the UConn's has been the best team at scoring in the paint this year, and um, we do have good defenders in the paint, so that might play into our strengths, but. They're just a really good, really well-coached team who know how to play and win in the big moments, obviously. So, you know, they killed us last year and won the national title. So it's going to be a dogfight. Cooper, how are you feeling heading this one? <laughs> Nervous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, UConn, I mean... I think this will be the hardest game we've played today. I think they're way better than Purdue, in my opinion. They just got dudes. So, um, yeah, if we don't, if we play how we did against UW and on Tuesday, this could get ugly real quick. I'd like to think that we're going to really get up for this game and really try to deliver that first blow. Um, and I think, I think Mark Few is really trying to like pound it into the guys that you need to deliver that first punch or else this could get out of hand quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough game. No questions. Quick asked. question. Quick question based on that. Does it feel like one thing I've noticed with this team, uh, unlike last year, I feel like last year, remember we had a tough time starting games. It felt like we would let teams go on like a 10 0 run to start and we had to play catch up for a lot of the game. Feels like the opposite happens with this team, where they go up, they do throw the first punch, they throw a couple punches after that, and then they stop throwing come the second half. Um, did, am I the only one that feels that way? Yeah, uh, at 100% it feels that way. I think it's because when we're not trying to, like, milk the clock a bit, or not milk it, but, like, you know, you go up, like, 12, and you're like, okay, like, let's control this game, get into our stuff. 
I think it's that part, like getting into like any sets or stuff like the half court offense. We do not seem to be very good at. Agreed. Agreed. Zambi, how you feeling going into this game? Are you going to be in Seattle? Uh, I will not be in Seattle. I'll be in Seattle on Sunday for the Seahawks uh, Eagles. Ah, sorry. Ooh, the birds. Monday night. <laughs> Izzy says, I hope they get whooped. Well, I know who I'm not seeing. On... <laughs> we'll be in Alaska already. <laughs> the Yukon game, Zambi. How are you feeling? Uh, I feel okay. Um. God, what's what's that guy's name? Sudoku or Sunogo? The Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> Sudoku's not on the team anymore. I don't think. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's in the NBA. I think so you're I thinking think... Donovan Klingon. Yes. Uh no no I was thinking about Sudoku. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> but uh no I think our uh, our bigs are better and we have a good chance. I think we just play to the level of competition that we face. I think that was pretty evident in the UW game. Like, we just looked like shit. Like, even Mississippi Valley State, like, we should have won by, like, 50. But um, that's where I stand. That's where Zambi stands. I'll tell you, I feel – I. I'm I'm not I'm not going off optimistic into this one, boys. I, I'm kind of – on the boat that would like to just see a good game maybe from the Zags show me something that gives me some excitement moving forward, uh, play an inspired game. I don't think that necessarily means, uh, you have to win it. I just, I just need to see some sort of fight from this team, some sort of adjustment on the offensive side of the ball. I love our defense. I do really like our defense. Um, I'm not terribly concerned about that side of the ball, uh, I am, you know, contrary to what Zambi said, I am terrified of UConn's bigs. Uh, Donovan Klingon is a 7-2 dude on their team who averages 13.2 points a game, six rebounds, and 2.1 blocks. Uh, shoots the ball very well. Um, he is a horrible free throw shooter, though, so that's something positive <laughs> for us. Uh, if you look at the game's, where we've struggled this year, it's against teams that have really big dudes. Uh, Purdue, Zach Eady gave us trouble. Uh, UCLA, uh, what's their big man's name? Uh, Bona? Out of Bona or something. Bona, yeah. You had a Bona. Bona. That's the last name that's that's teetering on, you know, something there. And then against UW, we had a big problem against Frank. Uh, And so that's the matchup I'm looking at. What are we going to do? with Donovan Klingon, uh, particularly when we are on offense and we can't just rely on uh, Graham Ike to play back down and little hook shots uh, for the win. Uh, our guards are going to have to step up. Um, I'm, I am, I'm fucking concerned boys. <laughs> I do. I do think that obviously Klingon is a problem, but I do think that their best player is their like point guard, Cam Spencer. Yeah. Um, I know when they played Kansas, he really struggled that game. So I think a key to the game is limiting his ability to create shots and get open looks. Um, so yeah, stifling him with, you know, defense and matchups is going to be key. 
Is he there? Is he their shooting guard? He's not their point guard, is he? I thought he's there. The he's the point guard. Uh, I think Tristan he, Newton is. isn't Tristan Newton their point guard. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I looking, don't know. looking right now. Tristan Newton leads the team in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. <laughs> yeah, Cam Spencer's their three. Yeah, and he sometimes plays the two. Cam Spencer shoots forty five point six percent from the three point line. <laughs> That's scary. Damn. So that's, wouldn't that be wouldn't nice, hurt? boys? No, yeah. What? <laughs> I wish we. I wish we had nice things. <laughs> oh. Will Stromer be on him then? What? I'm sure they'll throw a lot of different looks at him in different matchups. I don't think it'll be just one person. Yeah, this is a team that does play. You know, two guards, two forwards, and a center. Kind I of do. I do. One thing. One thing to keep in mind about this game that we didn't have against UConn in the Elite Eight is maybe this is his coming out party. Who knows? Um, but Ryan Emhard, coming from Creighton, played, I think, a couple games against UConn. So he has experience against this team and the looks they're going to bring. Um, we didn't have that last year. So maybe this is his time where he's like, he bucks up and he gets it done for us. Well, that's a good... It's a good segue. Um, I mean, we kind of we kind of dipped into this a little bit, but what are our other key matchups here, boys? We talked about you know Klingon Ek, obviously. I, I think you can throw in Klingon and just our guards driving to the basket as well. Um, sort of touched on Spencer and and Stromer. Anything else? No, I think that that covers it pretty well. I think yeah, just uh, we really. I think we got to kind of push Klingon around. Like he's tall, but he's not quite as big as like Zach Eady. I think we have the physicality down low to make him really uncomfortable. And we have enough bigs that we can just foul him. And he's not a good free throw shooter, like you said. So like, you know, the shitty thing about Zach Eady was you foul him and he was making it with this guy. Yeah, go for it. It's like, that's why I never, it's like when Timmy, you know, would never get fouled. Like foul him all the time, guys. Like he's a sixty percent free throw shooter. It would be nice to win the foul battle in one of these. It games, would be huh? nice. <clears throat> I don't think Watson does a good job flopping. I don't think our guards do a very good job of drawing contact against players that are in cool. foul trouble. Nemhard loves to just throw that arm and just get an <laughs> offensive foul. I feel like that's happened four times this season. Get his karate chop to get his space and then look so shocked when he's called. I'm like, oh my God, stop it. All right. Well, fellas, let's let's turn the turn the negativity around a little bit. A little positive segment here. The Zags win if. Give me the scenario where the Zags win, Zambi. All right. I think uh Zags win if Hickman puts up at least 18 points. Ooh. Okay. And this is this. Oh. Fair enough. So 18 and 6 for Hickman. Uh, let's go Cooper. Zags, the Zags win, win. The Zags win if we shoot better than 30% from deep and UConn doesn't. So one for three. 
Shoot one for three from three point land. <laughs> and UConn goes over three. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we win the game. Simple math. Zag math. math. <laughs> All right, Jake. Okay. Um, hmm. Zags win if uh, Nemhard has under three turnovers. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I right? Like, I think we could still win if he goes over three turnovers, but if he goes three or under, I don't I don't see a way we've lost this game. How many turnovers do you think Ryan Emhard averages per game? Probably like six. Whoa. 2.8. Oh, 2.8. Yeah. Feels like more. How many did he have against Washington? Six, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's uh <laughs> maybe that's recency biased bias. Ryan Nemhart. Oh, he only had four. Is it four? There's no way he only had four. Okay, we'll say under two turnovers then. How about under that? two? I like that. I like that. Uh okay. I am going to go more specific than Cooper, I think. I think we need from I think we need to make some threes in this goddamn game if we want to win. I think as a team, we need to combine for no less than God, I want to say 10 threes. <laughs> which ten? is, <laughs> which is a lot. That's which a is lot. lot. This fucking team. I think if we did seven, we'd be fine. I was, you know, I, I was, I, I was, uh, the only reason I'm saying 10 is because we're playing UConn. I think eight is probably a more reasonable number, but we need to shoot. We, <laughs> it needs to be eight threes while shooting only 24 threes. Like, so still that 33%. Um, how many threes did we make against UCLA? I feel I felt like we were raining threes in that game. Um, let me pull it up. I feel we like we need made... to have a UCLA esque offense. We made six. We made we six, six threes. Six of right. sixteen. So eight. It's got to be eight. Oh, that's the number I'm setting at. Uh, we have uh, to we, make eight. We threes. hit. We hit twelve against USC. Oh, is that okay? Shit. Well, Jake, yeah. maybe it's 10. Oh, I am saying this is Zag's win if. So this is a guaranteed win if we make 10 threes. I'm changing it. Final answer. 10 threes, we win the game. Okay. I could see us still losing with the eight threes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Predictions? Uh, Go ahead, you, uh, yeah. oh, Let's do prediction. Spread, prediction, player of the game. Jake, go ahead. You were up first. Um, spread Not prediction. Uh, I'm gonna guess the spread is. I'm gonna guess four, for UConn. Um, does Cooper and, have a comb right now? Focus, focus, Gio. Um, and then for the result, I think we'll beat UConn. I think it's gonna be eighty seventy seven. It's going to be a close one, but we pull it out on the clutch. Uh, and I'll say leading. Jake, have you ever picked against the Zags? Never. I mean, what? I don't create a Zag podcast to vote against the Zags. Okay. You know, <laughs> you can wear the black hat on this team, but I am following the good way. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm going 80, 77. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Stromer has 15 points. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, Jake, how, what is your percent percentage of confidence that the Zags win? Fuck. Probably like <laughs> 70. What? I mean, the better question is 70% chance is Jake, we win is this Jake, game. Is Jake going to bet money line, which he um, absolutely is? I don't know. I've been trying not to bet after Vegas. <laughs> uh, but I just I mean, heard an Izzy no. I'm sorry, <laughs> no. but if you if you truly feel like this team has a 70% chance to win and they're underdogs with those favorable That's odds, right, you would that, the Zags. It, it's bad economics not to. <laughs> There's no way you feel 70%. We'll see. We'll see. You know, a couple beers in, we'll see. <laughs> oh, come game day, all of us are going to be convinced that we're going to win this game. Oh, 100%. We're, we're thinking reasonable right now. Okay. But still, 80-77. All right. All right, Zambi, hit me with it. Uh, I like the doing... dusty pick there, Jake. I like the dusty pick. <laughs> 81-78, Zags, and Anton with 22. With uh, spread. Uh, I'd say four and a half Yukon. I like it. I like it. All right, Cooper. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to flat out say it. I think Yukon's a better team than us. They just have more dudes and are just playing better basketball. Um, But that's neither here or there. This is a battle in Seattle. The last one we got absolutely cooked by Alabama. Um, and I think that the boys are gonna get up for it this game. So with that, I'm gonna go Zags 82, Yukon 78. I think we deliver that first blow, cling on to the lead, and don't give it up. Was that a pun against their center? Or yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, you like that? I yeah, did I like that. Um and I think Jake, you really was... set you really set the uh the tone yeah. with the score. There's not been a lot of variance since then. we've had a one, I think two point variant to either side of those numbers. And I'm gonna go Nem Hart is our leading score. True coming out party. He has over 25. Let's get back to it. All right. Once we can have Paige cut it. All right, Paige, start now. All right. Uh, I'll give mine. I think spread. <laughs> it's gonna be, give me UConn. UConn minus five and a half. Um, it's a lot of points there, but damn, you're, gonna, you're giving them five and a half at a road matchup. Damn, it's not a re- like it's. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a does, ton does of playing UConn. in Seattle really like feel like home? Not really. I mean, look at the Alabama game; they absolutely fucking rolled us. I don't think there's a the huge crowd home. was definitely all Gonzaga though. Yeah, but a Gonzaga crowd can go quiet really quickly, especially when the median age for a Gonzaga fan is like 73. (laughs) That's that's true. It's like being at the Gonzaga-Arkansas game we lost to, like Arkansas fans have that woo pig chant. It was pretty intimidating. Woo pig chant is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, So I got five and a half to, to UConn. I'm pessimistic. Everyone knows it. Get over it. Um, yeah, he's a USC fan. 
if it got if it were five and a half, I feel I would feel good about taking the Zags to cover. Four is where I start going. I don't know. Um, score. Ah, guys, I I I would be I would be very pleasantly surprised if the Zags win this one. Um, I'll, I'll wear the black hat. Someone has to has to give realistic advice on this show, I suppose. Um, I got UConn 79, Gonzaga 72. Oh, I just, I just, I need to see more from our offense. I need to see more from Ryan Nebhard. Um, it, it, like Cooper said, like UConn, UConn is a better basketball team right now. UConn is in the tier of like, Four teams that you can confidently say are final four contenders, right? I feel like Gonzaga currently is in that mid second tier that you don't know, like they could jump up there, but they're there. They have glimpses of greatness. Then they have glimpses of just putrid silent offense for way too long. If we go on any extended stretch of a scoring drought for more than five minutes, we're going to lose this game by double digits. And that's when it could get ugly. We Why have to avoid have the quicksand. Go last? <laughs> we got to avoid the fucking quicksand, boys. Um, but on the flip side, uh, if if Gonzaga decides to pull this out, uh, if they play like we know they're capable of and, and they win this game, it's going to be because our captain, our fifth-year senior, Anton Watson, led us all the way. Um, if that dude can have even half the game he had against UCLA, I feel good about the Zags chance in this game. There, there are a number of ways Gonzaga can win this game. Just, they just have to happen. I mean, question for the group. Uh, I think UConn just be UNC like 87 to 76. Would you guys say we're a better or worse team than UNC right now? I'd say we're very similar. UNC had some really bad losses, but they've all they also have better wins than us. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, uh, Mississippi Valley State played UConn earlier this year, and they scored fifty three points against UConn. UConn did not cover a spread quite as well as Gonzaga did in that game. It was 87-53. So still a thrashing, but the Zags maybe performed better in that game? Yeah, Only common I mean, opponent. I don't know how good of a ruler that is. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Sometimes I mean, you just don't get up for it. The they also, they also absolutely dicks Indiana by 20. Yeah. Okay, are, is Indiana good? <laughs> Have they been good for, for 50 years? Nothing is funnier than Louisville trying to be good, and they just keep losing to like. (laughs) And then they beat they beat Texas by ten. So yeah, I mean they're a good fucking team. Like I said, go ahead. Sorry, Coop. No, sorry. I mean, I think I think they're. This will be the hardest game we played all year. I think they're better than Purdue. Yeah, I think I think um, yeah, this is gonna be a tough one, boys. UConn. This is UConn's last game before their conference season starts. Um, so they're going to come in pumped up. This isn't like a look ahead game. They don't have another game for five days after this. Uh, this is, 
this is it for them as far as top 10 opponents go uh, until they play Marquette in Creighton at the end of the season in February. So th- this is this is a huge game for UConn as well. Um, I mean, do you do you guys think that we have an edge given that they blew us out in the tournament last year? I think that does give us an edge. I, think I would hope so. Play, like, I look at that Alabama game that where we beat them when they had Brandon Miller. I think one of the reasons we got up so much for that game was because of the beatdown Alabama gave us a year before. So, yeah, that's kind of – I mean, that's – I mean, uh, I think if we play this game five times, we probably lose three of them and win two. Maybe. But I think the fact that we played UConn last year in the tournament and just got absolutely cooked – I, I mean, obviously, there's only two, like, two, three guys on that team with Hickman and Watson. Yeah, I was going to say, Coop, the sort of the holdup I have on, like, playing with a chip on your shoulder here is who's going to be the player to, like, convey that message to the team? Well, I think you said it. I think Watson has to be that dude. Yeah. But is he I that mean, dude? Like, I know we need him I, to I mean, be this that is his dude, time is to, he? The balls, Watson's balls got to drop this game. <laughs> That's true. Do they, Zane, do they drop? Yes or no? I it, that's not my decision. I hope they do. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you. Hope they but have. If, if, if we had a personality like Drew Timmy on this team, then for sure this team would have an edge coming into this game. I just don't know that we have that personality to get these guys fired up. I mean, Watson's kind of has a dull personality. I'd say the same about Hickman. I almost trust Ben Gregg to get this team fired up more than anyone else. I mean, Graham Ek is not going to have a chip. Uh, Ryan Nemhard might have the biggest chip because he's gotten his ass kicked by UConn so much in the, and the, what are they? The a, a, what are big they? East. The big, big East. East. That's right. Yeah, he might have the biggest chip on his shoulder. He might be the one to get the team fired up, but I just, I, is few Tommy Lloyd would have got the team fired up. <laughs> is Joe few going to get the team fired up? Oh God. Joe few needs to get on a bus. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be the June bug baby. Oh, oh yeah. God. If <laughs> no, I, I, I want to change. I want to change my answer. If Dusty Stromer scores twelve or more points, I think we got a good chance of winning. Either we're getting our asses kicked or we're winning. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, Watson's got to defend Seattle. That's you know he's it's where he won his state championship, right? Revenge game. I think. I think you guys are both right here. This needs to for us to have a successful year. Like Watson needs to fire up. If we could give him like. 40% of the intensity level Draymond Green has, that's where we need him about. I think he'd be unstoppable. Fair. Fair points. All right, boys. Well, we shall find out. Uh, Friday, 7 p.m., battle in Seattle, ESPN2, or if you're like me and you're on the road driving to Seattle at this time, catch it on the radio. Uh, yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to switch it over to Zambi. Uh, hold your breath, folks. Hold your breath. Give us the Sweeney watch. Well, before I get into Sweeney watch, two points, Jake. Um, one, Anton Watson is from Spokane, God's Country, Washington. He said he won his state championship in, in Tacoma. That's, that's my champion. second point. <laughs> oh, my God. Calm down. <laughs> and if you're coming from you, Connecticut, I'm pretty sure it's all the same to you. <laughs> Anyways, so we do have a, a Sydney Sweeney watch. She was recently featured on the Jimmy Fallon late night show. And apparently a Gonzaga player slid into her DMs 
and she had a signed basketball by all the players to which she gave to Jimmy Fallon. Boys, who do we think that player is? Before we answer, is it from this year's team or is it a last year's team? Do we even know? Well, I, I don't know how long it took her to get them. I would guess this year is like, I feel like you would have given the basketball away to someone before. Like you wouldn't be getting, you wouldn't get it in March and save it for Jimmy Fallon and in November, right? Yeah. Or December. Jesus, it's December. So we're going to assume it's this year's roster. Oh, Zayna's cooking. I can see it. I said, <clears throat> if I had a guess from the, well, okay. I have to go last because I, I know who it was. Oh, shit. Well, okay. Should I go before you, Zane? Yeah, so I think I should go last. Okay, I'll go third. Cooper, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit of like a wild card approach here. Um, I'm gonna go Ben Gregg. I think he, I think he maybe dropped some like vanilla gorilla bullshit riz on her in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna go Mr. Gregg. Gonna... Oh, sorry, Zambi. Uh, I say Gilman. Oh, I'm gonna guess June Buck. Maybe, uh, maybe he's just really outgoing. You know, he's just uh, shooting a shot. Uh, would really help his uh, socials, I'm sure. You know, I think that would be the funniest. That's why I, I, I hope. <laughs> I think, uh, the the last two probably know it. So I just want to live <laughs> in a fantasy world there. Well, I think me and Zane saw the exact same tweet. Apparently, Ben Gregg's mom is a landlord for the Gonzaga community. And one of the requests was, hey, like, can you uh, get an autographed basketball? And so that's how it rolled out that way. Zane, do you have anything to add? I have a little bit of a different version of <laughs> uh based on based on a post i saw on twitter as well uh apparently no zag slipped into anyone's dms what i heard is that there was a contractor out here who was working on sydney sweeney's mother's house and uh i guess the topic of gonzaga basketball somehow came up and sweeney's mom told and this guy said he had some connection to ben Gregg and uh mom asked him if if he could arrange to have a autographed basketball for Sydney Sweeney to prevent to present to, to Jimmy Fallon given the whole uh you know charade that was going on last year uh and so this guy reached out to Ben Gregg and Ben Gregg said quote unquote that he was a huge fan of Sydney's and that he would do anything he could to make it happen <laughs> <laughs> So Cooper was closest with the Ben Gregg pick. Uh, they job, they put the ball. Sydney put the ball in Ben's court, and he scored, baby. He scored. <laughs> he got the autographs. Got the ball to Sydney Sweeney. Uh, never actually made contact, from what I've heard. But but that's that's the version of the story that I've seen circulating, Zambi. Hell yeah! I think what the team needs to do is like you know that German team in dodgeball that are like obsessed with David Hasselhoff. 
and they have the picture of them that they just like chant on. I think we just have to have one of Sydney Sweeney that just sits <laughs> just on a, just a Sydney Sweeney shrine. Yeah. yeah. If you do poorly, Mark Few slaps you in the face with the sign. <laughs> Isn't that what they do when they when they lose? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, classic. All right. Well, what's next? Um. Oh, I think it's passes to me. Um, just to kind of set it up for old Zane. So breaking news this week, Shohei Otani, after um, teasing the world that he was going to Toronto, went to the goddamn Los Angeles Dodgers on a 10-year, $700 million contract where, although, correct me if I'm wrong, Zane, what, it's first five years, it's $2 million a year? Well, no. And then the last five, it's sixty-eight million a year. Is that how they broke it out? And Jake, say it again. Just no. don't. No. <laughs> um, I mean, like it feels like this is just unfair. This is like if you gave the biggest kid in the schoolyard just like a stick now, and you're like, okay, here you go. This makes it more fair. Like. What 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 are the thoughts of like a Mariners fan here who just obviously doesn't have a team that would remotely even try this, let alone have the capacity of actually doing a deal like this? Well, for one, I think we need Mark from Maple Valley to come call in. But two, the the craziest thing ab- about this is the deferred payments. Like, do you think Shohei Otani is going to be living in California in 10 years? No, not at all. He's going to be living in Seattle. He's going to be living in Japan. Who knows where he's going to be living? Why is he living in Seattle? Sorry. <laughs> what? Because of the California tax. Zambi, guess what? When you're making $700 million, taxes don't mean shit to you. Does money mean anything to you? Well, it's not it's not me it's otani yeah no he's he's not gonna be in california i guarantee you that well, he's gonna be uh, in seattle <laughs> zane so he is in california now uh, is it just what is it world series or bus like win it all this year <clears throat> i think based on this contract alone i don't think it has to be a world series this year uh it's gotta be dan and i were talking about this what what needs to happen to make this contract worth it I don't know the answer to that. Dan said two World Series. I said, well, the only thing I know is the one thing that cannot happen, and that's zero World Series during his tenure. If you have Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, and Freddie Freeman all in the same lineup, you need to win a World Series. You can't continue to lose. Um, Well, Zambi will be a little bit further than the Mariners. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Uh, what I what I can add, it's also extremely nice to root for a team that actually like does exciting things like this to support their team and make sure their team is good. I I think one of the things that this proves is that other teams actually probably could do this. All these teams are owned by the fucking richest people in the world. They can afford to pay their players. They just choose not to because they're making a fucking business decision instead. Um, the Dodgers I mean, don't. Is it, is it the Dodgers? Like an ownership group, though. Yeah, what's stopping? Like there are, you can have an ownership group. I mean, even the Mariners are, and we still don't spend any money. 
<laughs> yeah, it's that's a business decision that the Mariners have made. Uh, it's nice. It's nice that the Dodgers do this. I think it's fucking crazy to pay a person seven hundred million dollars for ten years of anything. Like that. That is that number is mind boggling to me. I think it has officially been established that a two way pit player in baseball is the most valuable athlete on the planet. Is that? Does anyone well, yeah, disagree? Just- if you've if you've seen another Shohei Otani flying around, yeah, they'll pay him too. <laughs> but I don't think we've seen a Shohei Otani unless you're counting Babe Ruth, who's just doing it against like the slow pitch league, you know. Yeah. I think I saw uh, a stat that Shohei Otani is making almost double the entire like this this contract is worth almost double the entire Oakland A's roster. I <laughs> It's probably worth more than their franchise. Right? Like, <laughs> how much is the goddamn Oakland A's worth? Probably more now that it's in Vegas, but I mean, probably is worth a billion. I tell you, he's got to be just pissed about this. A week after losing his darling right fielder Juan Soto to the Yankees and getting a couple of cheesy pitchers in return, the poor Padres who assembled a super team last year couldn't do anything with them only to watch Big Brother get a shiny new toy for Christmas while you got some hand-me-down clothes from your big brother or your other cousin. Oh, poor Padres. Yeah, Juan Soto's going to hit so many home runs in that Little League stadium. Oh, yeah. The crazy thing is that the Dodgers, rumors are swirling that they're not even done yet. They're still going after Yamamoto, who is the superstar pitcher coming out of Japan. They're still going after... Uh, Tyler Glasnow, who has been the A's or the Rays ace for the past couple of years. Uh, there were rumors about stealing Randy or Rosarena as well, but those seem to have cooled off. Boys, all I just, of a sudden, we're getting excited for summer here in December. I just picture the Dodgers having like eight Cy Young level pitchers, and they just like start the first playoff game, and each one of them just choke, pull, choke, pull, just a, uh, a, uh, uh, Parade of the Yips would be so funny. And then Otani gets like two home runs, but still loses. It'd be like he's on a very expensive Angels team. Yeah. If you're in the NLDS, are you just so fucking sick of the Dodgers at this point? They've won the division 10 straight years. Is No one's been relevant for 10 years. Izzy's getting very angry on the couch here. Oh, you want Izzy to be even more angry? Did you see the report today that the Giants offered the exact same contract and what their owner described as identical and Shohei Otani said go fuck yourself I'm going to the Dodgers that accent um yeah that's gotta be I think it's this the TV contracts right (laughs) yeah I think it's I think it's the endorsements it's the exposure I think one one other sort of component to this that I heard is that all of the uh Japanese media that moved to the States when Shohei first started playing with the angels have relocated to LA. If you were to have gone yes, from Japan to LA. No, relocated LA to LA. Hold on. Let me finish my thought. <laughs> when Shohei Otani came to the States from Japan and the Japanese media relocated from Japan to LA, I was reading that de- that they were going to have to go wherever Shohei signed. So if he were to sign in Toronto, 
all of the Japanese media would have had to move to Toronto with him. They are happier than anyone that they get to stay in LA at this time. That is crazy. That would be so <laughs> funny if he picked this the shittiest place. Like Milwaukee or something. Like, oh, God, Milwaukee. <laughs> There's this, like, a group. That would be a funny, like, sitcom. <laughs> you just kind of fall. Them getting adjusted to the Wisconsin life. Oh. And Shumantani occasionally pops in, just super happy. <laughs> I'd watch it. Or Kansas City. Oof. Oh, Kansas City. Yeah, that's the <laughs> second season. They get traded to Kansas City. Uh, Cooper, save us. Uh, yeah, go Rangers. Still reigning World Series champs. Oh, God. Probably favorites to win the World Series next year. Definitely not. Definitely not. How? We're, <laughs> we're going to have Dodgers, the Dodgers back. are already favorites. That, 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 that is a fact. On this signing alone, the Dodgers just became the the favorites, Cooper. So you're stupid. Still don't know anything nope. about baseball. Do you know who's coaching your or who's managing your team next year? The same guy that managed last year. Oh fuck. Oh, who's who's oh, the favorite, Cooper? Great. You're not a Rangers fan if you don't know who managed your team. <laughs> <laughs> who's the favorite, Coop? Who's the favorite? <laughs> Damn. It's it's the Rangers at plus 900. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't matter. They're talking football now. Uh, another big weekend for the NFL. No bigger than the Cowboys-Eagles matchup, which was, you know, viewed to be quite the grudge match, but it turned out to be the Cowboys just mopping the floor with the poor, poor Eagles Um, as they won, I believe, 31-13 something along those lines um so yeah are the cowboys now the favorite to win the nfc east probably the nfc east um my question for you is do you think you're better than san francisco i don't think anyone's better than san francisco right now it's <laughs> fair they are. i mean i think they're that's the best collection of skill player talent i've seen in quite some time that's very true. But I would also say the Cowboys might be the second best team in the NFL, though. Like, I, I yeah, I mean, I in think the AFC, maybe the Ravens is the only one I'd put up even, there. Even the Ravens, I'm just like, eh. I, I mean, AFC I see kind of stinks. I yeah. think it's the Niners, and then like kind of everyone's like a tier below. I mean, the Niners, like, knock on wood, they've just been very healthy. I think they lost their safety. Yeah, as long as they have Trent Williams healthy and like all those gadget guys, I think they're. I think yeah, they can't lose McCaffrey or Debo. Like, like having McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle is just a cheat code. Isn't it crazy they got McCaffrey and they didn't even need to trade a first round pick? It was like <laughs> three seconds and a third or something. Like that. What are you doing? I know the Panthers just did it because like running backs aren't worth shit in the market and like he was leaving anyway, but damn, that looks bad. Uh, I got a question for you. Given recent history with the Cowboys playoff success, (laughs) how disappointed (laughs) would you be if tradition remains the same at this point? You're clearly all hyped up. You're excited about the, the prospect of this team going to the NSU championship. Uh, 
what is considered a failure for this team at this point? I think if we go, we have to make the NFC Championship this year. I think if we if we don't, McCar- Mike McCarthy's definitely out. Um, I think if we go to the NFC Championship and we lose to the Niners, I can live with that. I just think that if the Niners are at full health, I just they're just incredibly hard to beat. You have to play a perfect game. That's fair. Um, but if we lose to anyone else, dud. I think your worst case scenario, Coop, is you are the second seed and you have to play the wild card Seahawks who somehow managed to beat you off like oh. a, just a cowboy shenanigan. You know what I mean? Like a fumbled snap or uh, like just a bonehead play somewhere. I think that's <laughs> where low. No, I mean, I'd be like, worried about that. But I, you know, I think the what, what's going to happen is the Seahawks are going to drive down the field have first and goal at the one yard line instead of running the ball, they're going to throw it an interception. So damn. <laughs> um, that's so I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Are the Seahawks in playoff contention right now? They are in, in the hunt. They're in the hunt, but they're behind. They're behind the Rammy. Yeah. You know, it was only one game behind the Seahawks, the Chicago bears. <laughs> who would have, who would have thought? You know, Cooper doesn't remember is how many wins do you have this decade in the playoffs? I don't have that number just off my hand. Well, but... you don't need a hand. <laughs> what do you mean? We won we won a game last year. That was a pretty <laughs> that was quick thinking by Sampy there. <laughs> we we beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year, so oh, good. good job. It was still good a job. cool burn. It was still a cool burn, even if it's not factual. <laughs> Let's get to Zaxon. <laughs> yeah, but um, looking at the Bears' schedule, I think there's a path to the playoff. Oh God! Because, all right, um, all right. Real, real question here, Jake. I don't. Bears aren't doing shit. They make the playoffs, or if they don't, the real question is: Do they keep Justin Fields, or do they yes, draft Caleb Williams? Keep Justin Fields, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. That's crazy to me. No, no. Keep Justin Fields. I can't. See us squander another QB talent. Jake, like, Jake's saying that because he already <laughs> his Christmas two Justin Fields jerseys. I always it have just, two. It just doesn't make like fiscal sense to pay Justin Fields. I don't. It's no, called it loyalty. Fuck called loyalty. Getting your franchise guy. No, Zane, you definitely is he your it. franchise guy? Yes. Oh, he torched the Lions. Oh. Yeah. The Lulu. I think <laughs> I think if they keep, which would be a mistake, if they what is it, Matt Eberflus? Yeah, is I mean this is probably quoting part of my take, but his defense <laughs> does look great. If they keep if they keep the Eberflus around, I think they rock with Justin Fields. But if that yeah. coaching sap gets flipped, I think it's it's Caleb Williams time. I don't. I I think if right now if like Justin Fields this plays average these next four games. We're definitely sticking with him. He'd have to really have some stinkers in like the next four games, and we'd probably have to like lose them all. So, Jake, um, you got you got next four games. You got Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, and the Packers. Packers. What do you what do you think the record is there? Realistically, I think three and one. Um, but I think I mean you look who we're playing like the. It's the Falcons and the Packers who we'd be in the race for the wild card spot with. So you beat them. 
you know, we I think we control our own our own destinies. So. I think if they go if they go four and these next games, they'll they'll stick with Justin Fields. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I think so as well. But uh, Sweat. Uh, also, shout out Dian, Sweat. Dian Lisa Malden. <laughs> what? Oh, you heard that. <laughs> I did not hear that. My old teammate. Dial yeah. in Lisa Malden. <laughs> no, signer. For softball? Tossing passes, baby. <laughs> oh, the real gotcha. the real okay. question is. How many games are the Seahawks going to win to close out the season? Yeah, let's let's read off the remaining games to Zambi, and he can tell us win or loss, okay? Right. Zambi, you got the Eagles this weekend. Is that a win or a loss? Win. I'm going to be there. They're not They're not losing three in a row. They have already lost four in a row. So They're yeah, not losing the five in a row, though. No, I meant, I meant the, the Eagles aren't win. losing three in a row. Oh, win. yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Zambi, you got a win there? Yep. Does anyone else have a win there? No. Okay. Everyone else has a loss. Titans, you're at you're at Tennessee. Win. That's one of those games you needed to be away. You see, you see the Titans against the Dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> kind of sneaky. Will yeah. Levis used way too much tea. He's done. I don't know, Zambi. They're going to be... Anyway, Zane, to answer your <laughs> next question, uh, win. Steelers. I think you'll beat the Steelers. Yeah, I got you guys beating the Steelers. If Kenny Pickett beats you in Seattle, you got to rethink some things, right? All right, I'll do a $20 parlay on this pick. On what pick? What do you mean? On, on the Seahawks winning out? Yep. You I think they're going to win out? I don't have that yeah. power. No, not, <laughs> not you, Jake. I'm going to go out of the casino. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, they're not winning out. That's yeah, not happening. Four games. Oof. No shot. Should we do oh. the same thing with the Rammies? <laughs> oh, God. Who cares? <laughs> well, Zane, I can tell you're a, a girl mom already. I actually think the Rammies aside, well, the Rammies might move out because the 40 Niners, Niners might take a bye the last week of the game. That's true. They might here. just sit everybody. Uh, they got Commanders, Saints, Giants, Niners. Oh, Tommy DeVito, though. I don't think <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cullets. <laughs> God, he's great. Uh, um, but is yeah, <laughs> is what right now? You guys are six and seven, right? Six and seven, sitting at the eight seed. Okay, so yeah, be it's the Vikings, the Eagles, and what? Then another six and seven team that probably has some weird tiebreaker over you. Well, we have the tiebreaker over Seattle, which is nice since we whooshed, whooshed, swept them this season. Yeah, that's but your, is, your is it the Falcons in the wild card then? Or is it Packers? We win the tiebreaker over Atlanta based on best win percentage in conference games. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. There's, might be screwed. The, the NFC is just such a joke outside of like three teams. The NFC South is is disgusting. Like Football is kind of disgusting this year. Yeah. It's, a it's, lot it's really, it does feel like it's the Niners, Cowboys, I'd still include Ravens. Ravens. And then it's like, yeah, I guess everything else. Yeah. Jeez. It's like that second tier of like Dolphins, Kansas City. I'd throw the Lions maybe in there. That are like Eagles. 
I think if the the Broncos win the AFC West, Patrick Mahomes should have to leave the State Farm commercials and give it to Russell Wilson. That would be funny. Fair. Patrick Mahomes. But shout out the Panthers, too, for just being the worst team. Gotta love them. Okay, I think that covers the the NFL. Oh, I know. We didn't talk about the Seahawks losing, did we? No, we did. Oh, it doesn't did. matter if they suck. Yeah, they do suck. <laughs> Does anyone want to guess uh, what percent the Seahawks have to make the playoffs at this point? Less than 20%? I'm going to guess 13. 11. Oh. 11. What's the Bears? What's the Bears? Oh, are you sure? Yeah, you it's probably like eight. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't even give a percentage. Oh, no. That's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> they end with the Lions in, oh. in Tampa Bay. Gross. Sad. You sure you still want Justin Fields? Is he still? Yeah, he was injured. We had Tyson Bajant for like four games. Let's not forget. Don't do this to yourself. I am going to do this to myself. All right. Should we move to the Zags in the NBA then? Yes, sir. Okay. So a lot of good Zags in the end. Sorry, I was reading the NBA sex. A lot of good action. From Zags in the NBA, we got Chet clearly, I think, leading Rookie of the Year race right now. Just because Wemby is uh, an inefficient 30, a game guy. Like, that guy's ultimate green light. But uh, do you guys think Chet will win? It almost feels like a runaway in, in some ways, right? It's between him and Wemby, but his numbers are just, like you said, far more efficient, right? Yeah, and they're winning. And he has... Big plays down the stretch, too. Like, um, and he's what going like pushing 50 40 90. I think he is at 50 40 90, which would be insane your rookie year in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I think he's already established himself as like the number two guy behind SGA. So, um, yeah, I kind of think it's his to lose, barring just Wemby putting up massive numbers. Um, but yeah, I like Chet. So do we think the Thunder is the most electric team that is on right now? Or is there another team we should be going for in the NBA this year? Another well, Jake, I, think I, think that's a, I think that's a there, great question. There's no think, doubt that it's most electric Thunder. There's other fun teams, though. I think we have to decide in, you know, all everyone has their say. But I think we decide, you know, which team we're gunning for here. I'm I'm putting my you know my flag in Orlando, baby. Give me the fucking magic. Oh, Mickey Mouse I, team. I do love the magic. Um w- watching Jalen Suggs play defense is so much fun. Like he's doing the thing he did at Gonzaga where every dive it looks like he just broke. But it's if he gets to the ball, it's just all hustle. He's just becoming Marcus Smart, which I think is exactly what he should try to do if he wants to be the best him in the NBA. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Thunder. There's no brainer for me. If I had to pick a second one, sneaky here, sneaky, not listed by by Jakey Poo. Oh, the Lakers? The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Oh, Nuggets. 
there's so many teams now with this egg. Like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, with all the injuries the Nuggets have, like Strother is getting serious minutes and he's scoring on them. So last two games, 22 and 16. Yeah. And yeah, that uh 22 point game, he also had six steals. Like he was uh he was just killing it on both ends. But I think I can't give up my Kings. I'm going to stick with the Kings. You know, you got to still support Sabonis. I know he's not as exciting anymore, but, you know, he still gives a great screen. <laughs> Mr. Fundamentals. <laughs> Mr. Fundamentals. He'll give Mr. you eight screens in a possession if you want. Well, I think that's our NBA talk. Should we move on to the, the Daily Dozen? Yeah, I can pull it up, boys, if we if you guys want. That would be great. Oh, is he coming to help? See if I can avoid the Dan issue here. I like how Zambi said he has to sign off, but um, he didn't. It's just a black void screen. He <laughs> just put like something on his camera. You can see he's like kind of fiddling with it. Oh right God! Now. If, if we need a mute, be ready to mute fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, where do we want to start? Um, snacks and candy. Let's do. Was... Let's do sports stadiums. That's a fun one. Okay. Ooh, sports stadiums. That's a Texas on him. Comerica Park and the Little Caesars Arena host big four sports teams residing in what U.S. state? Michigan. I think it's Detroit. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Michigan is the correct answer. Pizza, pizza. Wow. NBA? Or are we going down the snacks? Let's go snacks and candy. Yeah. Snacks Cooper's candy. not fucking Cooper gets dialed in. Yeah, Coop is he's looking like the brawn. Get in there. Nestle produces this variety of frozen dessert-filled ice cream cones known for a chocolate-lined cone and a chunk of chocolate at the bottom. Drumstick, baby. Yes. 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 Is that really yes. a snack or a candy? Is ice cream a snack or a candy? I don't. It's, it's a, a dessert, right? It's I don't know if it, I don't know if it fits into that category. All right, music. Adam Levine was featured was the featured artist on this American rap rock group's 2011 hit song "Stereo Hearts." Oh, gym class heroes. Yeah, I was gonna say gym class heroes. Great call, Izzy. Holy shit! Yes, yes. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Isn't that the song? Yep. Yep. Absolute banger. Movies. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, this has Jake written all over. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino's feature length directorial debut was this 1992 neo noir crime film that opens with gangsters eating breakfast, discussing tipping, and Madonna's Like a Virgin. Reservoir Dogs. Know that. that's a very popular movie yeah yeah that is a popular I bet, I, knew it. I bet you guys all knew it yeah, i just didn't all... know that tarantino actually directed that movie oh yeah boom all right boys and girl television following a fictional college football team thad castle alex all oh, blue mountain state right yep <laughs> you want to finish the questions <laughs> too late too late <laughs> blue yeah that castle kind of gave that one away 
God, we watched this religiously our freshman year, Cooper. Yeah, that's when we weren't fully developed. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally. Like, like, it was on Spike. It was a yeah. Spike sitcom. Electric <laughs> electric theme song. In the it end is. Yeah. All right, what was this category I just put? Retail and shopping. shopping. We might need your help here, Edzy. Yeah. Pay attention. In 2009, this off-price department store chain dropped the words Coat Factory from its brand name. Burlington. 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 Good job, Coop. Guys, guys, Factory. we're close here. All right, bring it together. Back to sports, NFL. In 2011, what Eagles player finished in second place in the nationwide fan vote, losing out to Peyton Hills to be on the cover of Madden? Peyton Hills. I think, wasn't it LaShawn McCoy? It's either LaShawn, Deshaun Jackson. I think it's Mike Michael Vick. Michael Vick's not on the team in 2011, is he? I think he is. Deshaun Jackson. I, it's either Michael Vick or Deshaun Jackson. I think or LaShawn McCoy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Thanks, like Cooper. McCoy. That's helpful. I like either Deshaun or LaShawn. Deshaun LaShawn. <laughs> Just thinking from fantasy. I'm pretty sure it's LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy. I'm going to go LaShawn McCoy. I feel like I remember this was my, like my first year playing fantasy football. It's L it's L E S E A N. Fuck it. I'm just putting McCoy. And I drafted Peyton Hillis just because he was on the Madden cover. And it was the stupidest first round pick I've ever done. Larry. Do we go Larry McCoy just for fun? Larry. <laughs> it's right there. How about Leron McCoy? <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd McCoy. <laughs> Bolt McCoy. <laughs> ja- Gerald. <laughs> i just gonna read all the mccoy off no! Damn oh, you guys. that's my fault that's my fault oh nba pacers yep Duh. larry bird was the head coach of this eastern conference team from 1997 to 2000 leading them to an nba finals appearance people forget i only remember because of the jordan documentary Celebrity mashup. Here we go. Oh. oh, it's a very old man on like a, a pretty attractive, on a woman. very attractive woman. Uh, <laughs> it's really throwing it off. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it Joe Biden? No. <laughs> it's, it's... I, I have. Oh, I have no guesses. Yeah, I'm, I'm like... kind of glad we got the NFL. One wrong, so we don't kill ourselves on this. Okay, who do we think the woman is? Sydney Sweeney. No, I don't want to say. Why. I would. I. I know. I know. <laughs> sir, I know certain features on Sydney Sweeney that is it. Margot Robbie, Brie Larson, or Brie Larson. Brie Larson's a good. I. I like the Brie. Brie yeah, it could be Brie Larson. I don't. Know. I could see like. Uh, is it too young to be like Kate Winslet? I was thinking Kate Winslet too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Kate Winslet. Who knows? Ew, the man is just so. Do we know it's a man? Are we? Are we? I think it's a man. It's not. They they have very knowing eyes. I have no idea. Who's the? Why why am I forgetting his name? The actor in Taken. Oh, Liam Liam Neeson. Neeson. No, it's not Liam Neeson, is it? No. No, it's too old. Like that's a serious wrinkle. Eastwood. I don't think it's Clint Eastwood. Look at that beard. He has a beard? Yeah, kind of. Oh. I don't... I'm trying to, like, the nose. I have no idea. Let's do we like just this. shoot a... 
shoot a guess in. All right, let's go for the uh, the gal. Who do we think for the gal? I like your guys. You guys seem to what say that. Wait. Oh look, who it could that be? Yeah, Kate Winslet. Oh, I think I know. I know who it is. But fuck. Do we want to double dip on the NFL? No. no. Oh, oh, I think. Wait, I know. I know who it is. Fuck. I think it was William, William Defoe. Oh. What? Oh. Oh, we got it. Was Deshaun? Ah, uh, my bad, guys. He was a All slow right. man. Scarlett oh, Johansson and Robert Redford. Oh. oh. Who do you guys know? Who Robert Redford is. Yeah, he's uh He's like he was in Captain America. He, yeah, he was actually in a movie with Scarlett Johansson, Captain America: Civil War. Ugh. He's like a like old time Hollywood actor. I, I don't think of as being that old though. Like Cool Hand Luke, he's super old. He's like eighty something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's up there. Wow. Not a super recognizable face though, if you are not a hundred years old. Well, he plays the common man. He has never. He's been in a movie in a fucking minute. Because <laughs> he was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He's been doing this for a while. You can take was him. He, was he an old man in the gun? Was he the natural? Yeah. Okay. Man, really disrespecting Robert Redford here. Well, okay. Charlotte's Web too. Who can forget his <laughs> role in Charlotte's <laughs> Web? Charlotte's Web. Apparently. All right, folks. Well, that's it for tonight's episode. Thank you for tuning in, uh, fellas. Huge game, huge opportunity coming up this weekend. Big time for the Zags to step up. Can they get it done? It's possible. And probable. If you're Jake, you will bet money on I knocked on wood, though. Did you hear that, Dan? <laughs> of course I'm betting money on something. Jake's going to bet money line over. <laughs> over. The Cooper's going to be eating tortilla soup, soup for a whole week. <laughs> Honestly, not, that's not terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> other, would you rather eat clam chowder for a week? Oh, no way. I would do that like day three. All right, fellas. Great episode. That's all for you tonight, folks. Toot-a-loo. Goes eggs. Deuces.